Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is episode number 55, and it's going to deal with the, uh, I believe it was yesterday's shooting uh, at a vigil near uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, Reports so far, one person in his 20s uh, is a fatality, 13 others injured. And it says the shots rang out in a uh, Houston suburb. It was a uh, a vigil for another individual who was shot a couple weeks ago. And you know what I noticed about these um, these news releases? You know the. And I understand it. I mean, uh, the sheriff down there, the Harris County Sheriff Edward Gonzalez, you know, they don't want to release too much information. But this is what people have to start realizing. The initial victim who was shot that they were having the the vigil for, for some reason, the world is in a continuous denial state. Why was he shot? I'll tell you why he was shot. Gang related. The chief does not want to, cannot say whether this was gang related or not. He knows whether it's gang related or not. He just doesn't want to tell you. Okay? And, uh, and as usual, you know, uh, the actual uh, area where they were uh, this occurred with Baytown. Uh, basically, as they were releasing balloons in the air, a, sharp, uh, a, a dark-colored sedan drove by. Not sure if there was one or two shooters. Um, three of the uh, victims were airlifted to the hospital. They get to the hospital, and this is this is the problem when a shooting like this occurs, family members just come and they they just surge into the hospital uh, emergency room, waiting room. And then what happens is, instead of worrying about the the individuals that were shot and killed, these, these knuckleheads start fighting with each other, okay? Uh, or other law enforcement agencies had to come to break it up. So let me let me just give you a little background of life in general. These gang-related shootings are getting rampant. The reason being is because when the quite simply during our last political campaign. And their attempt to divide America as it we know it created the fuck the police mentality. The legislation, because they have no nuts, decided to put in all of these laws which basically said the cops can't do anything, so the enforcement on gang-related crimes is barely existent compared to a couple years ago. 
Um, like in my state, you had these these <clears throat> the prior uh, governor whose kid was a troublemaker, always getting in trouble. Uh, ex ex extend the juvenile age from 15 to 17. You want to go up to 21. You know, th this is the, the mentality of the people we have running these, these states, okay? Um, so now as a juvenile, we have to handle them like babies. Well, let me, let me just give you a little heads up, people. Babies do not drive around in cars, most of which are stolen, because we, we don't do stolen cars either anymore, because if we go to pursue them, it's already shut down because, well, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah, well, you know what? You, you Here, you know, it's, it's the burden of war, okay? If you had kept up on your shit, you wouldn't be worried about this stuff, but your political ass-kissers were so worried about um, you know, doing all this crap to stop the police from doing their jobs. Now it's out of control, and now, like in my state, they whine about it. Oh, why is the juvenile crime up so much? Why why are so many cars being stolen? Why do we have so many drive-bys? Oh, because of you, okay? And your <clears throat> mentality of anything, anything goes. Hey, you know what? You pull a pin on a grenade, baby, it goes off, okay? So, this is definitely a gang-related shooting, without a doubt. I don't care who wants to say anything. And mark my words, this shooting will be the origin point for more shootings, retaliation shootings, and it will continue. And this is going to be the denial culture and the cancel culture's way of life until the culture itself either disappears or law enforcement can do its job both on a criminal the criminal aspect of it and the juvenile aspect as a matter of fact Connecticut sucks so much with the juvenile law stuff they've actually closed down a lot, lot, lot of the juvenile holding facilities now you have a lot of these idiots out there, oh well you know, you don't want to give them a record at an early age, you know, they'll get out, uh, you know, it traumatizes them. Well, okay, and I get your point to an extent, but what about the victims here, okay? What about the victims? What about parental upbringing? What about school and parental discipline? And, and I know we're kind of segueing off the what happened here, but these are the causes of this stuff, okay? You know, things like this just don't occur for no reason. You know, so now we have a 20-year-old kid who, who is dead, won't have a chance ever to grow up, do things that adults do, never stri strive to be able to strive to get to a successful position in life. We have 13 people uh, thirteen people injured, which some of the injuries are going to be lifelong, okay, <clears throat> which will mean maybe a lot of jobs that they wanted to do, they're not going to be able to do now, okay. So 
is this the price we want to pay on a continuous basis? This is happening on a daily basis. Don't, don't, don't let them kid you if, you if this is a random occurrence. It's not. It's a continuous daily occurrence. If you multiply the number of fatalities of injured people whose lives have been completely changed or ended because of this, is this the type of mentality we really want? Is this the culture we want going on here? And if you think it is, then you know, you've got a problem. You know, like I always tell people, as far as everybody's freedom goes and, and you know, they don't want law enforcement, they don't want this, they don't want that. You know, personal freedom is based is just a base uh, is just a yardstick of your own self-contempt you may have free freedom to do whatever you want but it doesn't mean that you do what you want you understand um, you know I can't imagine and, and I've gone to a lot of these shootings I've seen a lot of them I've seen the result of them and <clears throat> You don't realize the trauma and the pain and the suffering this cause causes people, family members, fathers, mothers, daughters, you know, sisters, brothers, uncles, cousins, aunts. You don't realize that. You don't realize that the majority of the people that were there that were involved are going to have post-traumatic stress syndrome for the rest of their life. It's not going to go away. <clears throat> so you really have to ask yourself as a community, as a country, as a person yourself, is your cancel culture, denial culture so important that you are willing to let things like this happen? Think about it. And this, ha this happens to be a, <clears throat> a major shooting that made the news but think about how many gangland shootings drive-by shootings re uh, revenge shootings occur every day how many people thousands across the United States are killed every year by drive-by shootings you know it makes the news when a cop shoots somebody or when something big like this happens, but the tragedy of it is that when there's a shooting involving, you know, most of the most of these shootings occur, you know, in larger cities, inner cities, you know, gang gang activity. Um, so if another gang member shoots another gang member, it doesn't count. It really doesn't. That's what the media tells you because it's not publicized, it doesn't make news, it just, you know, and it's accepted. It's culturally accepted that it doesn't make the news. You know, you got these groups out there, you know, bitching about this, bitching about that, the little flags, the little signs, but what about these people that are dead, injured, life-altering injuries? They don't count. Think about it. If you added in one year 
all the fatalities from the gangland shootings, all the injuries, life-altering injuries, it doesn't equal the number of people on an annual basis. It, it, it exceeds the number of people that were killed or injured in a lot of our major conflicts overseas on an annual basis. So ask yourself, is this really the society, the cultural trend you want to set? Think about it. A couple of years ago when law enforcement was doing its job and the juvenile system was doing its job and the states gave a shit about juveniles and, you know, we were on the criminals' asses and we were on the juvenile criminal asses, it wasn't like this. But within such a short period of time, after all these dysfunctional um, defund the police mentalities occurred, and, and these are from people, and let me tell you what, I'm going to be quite honest with you, I don't care who's listening, if you are a defund the police person, you have no regards for the community, you have no regards for the safety of the community, you have no regards for these people that were just shot, and one, this person shot and killed in the 13 injuries, you, have, you do not give a shit. And I'm telling you to your face, and that's how it is. That's what type of person you are. Defund the police? Why, you wanna live in a third world country? You wanna live in a third world country, just jump on a plane and, you know, you got, you got, you got some place you can go over there. You think it's bad here? You don't, you don't know anything. I know what it's like over there. Okay? And believe me, I don't start these um, episodes to chastise people, but, you know, you've got you've to know in the big bowl of life and in culture and how things happen where your position is. And when you're defunding the police and fuck the police, you know why? You know why you're like that? Because you're more than likely criminally motivated in some way. Because you think your rights are so much more important than everybody else's that things like this should allow to happen. Well, I don't believe that. Yes, you do. Because once law enforcement can't do its job, this is the shit that happens, okay? And really, you know what? You find that the majority of these people, they don't come from inner cities. These are all little suburbians that have this mentality. You know why? Because the inner city folks, they know they're glad the police are around because some of the neighborhoods that they live in are very dangerous neighborhoods. The housing projects, you know, people are afraid to leave their apartments, you know. Um, should never be like that. So it's easy for you going home to your suburban house saying, oh, fuck the police, disband the police, defund the police, because you don't live in an area where you really need the police, you know, and that you have a very limited, um, and I don't care how old you are, you could be 90. If this is the mentality you have, you're sheltered from the reality of what the world is. 
you're sheltered from the reality that these people have to deal with on a daily basis. Okay? Why don't you tell that person that just got, was a fatality here and a 13 shot, why don't you go tell them to fuck the police? You know? Simple. You can tell them that. But if it wasn't for the police, who would be cleaning this mess up? Trying to solve it. Well, explain to me that. You know? So, nothing for nothing. If that's your mentality, you're, you're just as bad as the person that pulled the trigger here. Don't care if you like to hear it. It's the fact is the fact. You know? You got one young man, 13, people injured, one killed. That's not right. It's not right. And the scary thing is, is for 35 years, every day, I strap a gun onto my, my hip. Knowing that either I or I may have to lose my life in the line of duty. Okay? I have a family. I have kids. After this podcast, probably not too many friends, but that's that's another story. That's what I do and have been doing for 35 years to make sure that these the community I work in is safe. Not for me, for the people that live in it. Okay. Think about it. You know. And I, I, my, my younger, my, my, de the highest demographics I have on my uh, dashboard here are between 18 and 22, 46 percent. I'm going to give you some advice, <clears throat> and you might not like it. I know you won't like it, but this is from somebody that's older looking out for your own benefit, not mine because I've lived your life, okay, already, maybe twice. It's easy to get caught up in the rhetoric of these groups that are anti-government, anti-this, anti-that, you know, fuck this, fuck that. It's easy to get involved in those don't lose yourself into that mentality okay because it's more damaging than it is useful okay you as a young person you know and the reason I can say this is because I've lived life for 59 years I've got a little more life experience than, than most of you okay in 35 years, I've seen things so heinous and so bad that you just would never want to see it. And I'm glad you don't have to see it. But take it from somebody that's been down that dirt road. Before you become so anti-police and anti-this and anti-this and let this one do that and do this and this, think of the big picture. Where is it going to bring your culture, 
whatever culture you're part of, what benefit is it going to do to have nobody making sure the bad person doesn't hurt you, your family, when you have a family? And just think about it. Imagine if this person that was uh, killed in the shooting, if it was your brother, your kid. You know? Think about that. Because that's a, that's a possibility. It is a real possibility. And it's my responsibility as an adult <clears throat> to give you information that will help you maneuver around making or being involved in mistakes like this, okay? You see, my thought process is as an, I don't have to be your parent. But as an adult, I have a responsibility to give you advice based on personal knowledge that will be detrimental to you if you do it, okay? That's my job as, a, as an adult. Now, you have these parents that go into these schools, oh, my kid, Johnny is such a good kid, don't touch my kid, don't say this, and then, then the parents get into a fight outside the school. You know? And this is where the juvenile stuff comes in. Listen, stop looking through rose-colored glasses. If, you're, if, you're, if your kid is involved in bad things, your kid's involved in bad things. Instead of trying to shield him, be a parent and correct him. Okay? Because if you don't, he's going to be just like the person that, you know, he's going he's gonna to end up being a victim somewhere down the line. Okay? You don't want that. Believe me, you do not want that. These parents, relatives of these people, the, the, the guy for, that they were, ha the kid they were having a vigil for, the person that was fatally shot, the 13 that were shot, do you think they wanted this to happen? No. And here's another thing. Don't go blaming just the guns on it. Guns are a tool. They're like a hammer. See, this is society's mentality and legislation's mentality. They want to blame it on something easy. They blame it on the guns because the guns can't fight back. The guns have no say. The guns aren't living things, okay? So it takes a living person to make, to make a decision that I'm going to go kill somebody. This was premeditated. So it's easier to blame the gun because the gun doesn't have a race, it doesn't have a sex, it doesn't have a gender so it doesn't become a, a political issue or a social issue, okay? That's just like every time, just like, just like let's use this for an example. <clears throat> How many people are killed by drunk drivers? Well, why don't we start suing the, 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 the uh, car manufacturers, right? Nobody takes into consideration because we are in a culture that nobody wants, everybody denies everything. What about the person that actually committed the crime? Isn't that, isn't that more of the important? What about if these, if these people were caught by law enforcement early, and I'm sure the majority of them were, they go into the court systems, which are atrocious. I'm going to actually do something on this. The court systems, they don't do their jobs anymore. They are just, I don't know, you know, uh, we will, I will do something actually the next episode concerning the court systems. I'm not going to make any friends with it, but 
the reality of life is that the court systems don't work. It's a broken system. It's in catastrophic failure. And just like the juvenile system and the juvenile law system, um, you know, the, the government is afraid of people. Instead of uh, enforcing the laws, they cater to those that want no laws. So with that being said, you know, um, my heart goes out to the family that lost that uh, 20-year-old. Can't imagine it. I have an 18-year-old. I, I can't imagine it. You know, sorry about it. I wish it didn't happen, but I can't change things. And for the other 13 that were injured, um, you know, I'm sorry that happened. You, you were at a vigil trying to show your sadness for what happened to another individual. And, um, you know, there's no excuse for what happened. And I just hope you, you know, take some time and recover. Um, and there's not much more that I can say, but um, you got to be strong, you know, physically, mentally, and uh, just try to get through it. You know, life goes on. You know, and it really sucks that you had to deal with this kind of crap. You know? So. But on that note, I will see you in episode, it should be 56, I believe it is, and we will bash the court system a little bit because it really, it re really needs it. So on that note, I will... Uh, Talk to you later. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast.